as I said earlier, it is good to be back with you. I left you three weeks ago to go to Houston very early um, to help with setup and to help lead an event called The Table. Uh, there are two gathering pre-events. One is The Table and one is the Multicultural Youth Leadership Event, which is for youth of color and youth whose primary language is not English. That happened at the University of Houston. Our event is called The Table. It's for youth with disabilities. And that happened at one of two hotels very near to the NRG complex. Um, we had about 100 participants and volunteers at our event, which sounds small. But in Detroit, we had 63, I think. So we were a lot bigger than we were in Detroit, which is good news. Uh, this is a population that about 80% of them are not present in worship, either because they cannot get into their worship space or worship is really overwhelming because adaptations haven't happened for sensory issues or processing issues. So to have them come to this event where our theme was you belong, <laughs> no questions, it was a statement, um, to have them know that there is a place for them in our church and there is a place for them to lead in our church. So our first couple worship services were very heavily led by our planning team, but by the time closing worship showed up, um, we had our event chaplain who presided over communion because she's a pastor, and we had the bishop of the Texas-Louisiana Gulf Coast Synod preach. Past that, our participants did everything else. There was a place for them. It was a huge moment of empowerment for them and for their parents to see there is a place for them. And it's okay if that means that the reading for the day takes 14 minutes, but they got it read. And that is what's important. They had a place at the table. So our theme was based off of Psalm 139, verse 14. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Not words they hear very often unless they're reading Psalm 139. So we would end every single one of our worship services with whoever was leading saying, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And then they would yell back at us, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And the first time we did that, there were tears all around the room from our participants, from their parents, because, oh, this is holy ground. They do belong here. So the entire event, we used the call story of Moses to explore some really big questions about belonging. So things like, who do you belong to, and why do you belong, and how do you belong, and then who belongs with you? So to answer some of those questions, we dreamed, we dreamed some dreams, um, and one day we focused a lot on our identity in baptism. And we had a plethora of pools at our hotel, and so we did a pool party and a baptismal remembrance ceremony, um, complete with lifeguards from a camp in New Jersey that had come to help lead our music. And these are kids that very, don't often get to swim because they can't, which is a lie, they can't, um, or it's just too hard. And so we got them in the pool, and at 10.30 we are kicking them out of the pool because it's nighttime and we need to go to bed because we start very early the next day. Um, so they had a grand time splashing around and remembering that they are children of God. Uh, the next day focused on how they belong, which was the day that we showed them how to get into the big spaces of the gathering. This is where your entrance is, and if you need a quiet space in the midst of 31,000 of your new best friends, this is how you get there. 
so that you can still be part of worship. You can still feel safe and not overwhelmed by worship, but here's a place for you that is only for you guys. That was also the day that um, we did a talent show because how they belong, they have gifts given to them by God. And so we had someone get up and play violin because she is a violin virtuoso. We had someone get up and get to level 112 on a boppet because that was his talent. Um, we had someone get up and like belt I Dreamed a Dream from Les Mis. Um, and we're all just like oh, crying because it was really powerful to see that they had all of these gifts to share and they don't get seen very often. And here they are being lifted up. Um, this was also the day we toured Interactive Learning. And we um, had the wonderful gift of that team having things ready to go for us. Um, so that meant all of our participants got to do the high ropes course, the zip line, the giant swing. Um, if they couldn't get up to the platform that is taller than the ceiling, um, we had different swings and extra harnesses, and they could do these things as often as they wanted. And they didn't have to wait in line. They didn't have to only go once. We had all of the harnesses that made it safe for them to do that. So all these things that the church says you can't do or the world says you can't do, we found a way to make it happen for them. Uh, the last day was who do you belong or who belongs with you? Um, and that was the day that we transitioned from the table in the morning and some went home that afternoon because five days of travel is too much. Um, but a lot of them continued on to the gathering. So we focused a lot on, okay, you're going to be meeting your youth groups from wherever you've been, wherever you came from, and who has God called to walk with you on your journey of faith at the gathering, at the table, and then as you take all of those experiences back home. Once our participants left, I stayed on and met up with our kids in the evening. Um, I had to work in the interactive learning space. Um, I was locked in a like 16 by 16 white box escape room for three days straight. <laughs> it was really neat, but I don't want to be locked in a small room anytime soon. Um, so I would meet up with them in the evenings, um, particularly on the days that they had several days that they rotated through. They had service learning, um, and they had a day full of interactive learning, and they came by and saw me and got locked in the room with me, and I let them back out again. Yay. Um, and then they also had Synod Day, which Olivia is going to talk about next. Good morning. Um, for those of you who have never met me, my name is Olivia Baden, and I will be a senior this fall. Um, so this is my first youth gathering that I've ever been to, and it was definitely an experience I will never forget. Um, the thing that impacted me most um, in Houston this week was the dynamic of worship I experienced there. On Thursday of last week, our youth group went to something called a Synod Day. So a Synod Day is when our whole Southern Ohio Synod got together and we had a big worship service together. Um, the experience of singing our favorite camp songs that we learned in VBS when we were kids as we conga-lined around the event room of our hotel was definitely a new one for me, um, but one that was full of pure joy and fun. Everyone was praising Jesus and having the best time while doing it. Um, while it was super fun, our Synod Day was also very meaningful. Um, Bishop Suzanne Dillahunt gave a great sermon. We learned about the woman at the well and how God's love changes everything. Um, we also helped everyone in that room remember their baptism. So we did this by standing with bowls of water all around the room. And um, when they came up to us, we made the sign of the cross on their forehead. And we said, you are a child of God. You belong here. 
And as teenagers doing this, it did feel weird because we were doing it to other teenagers our age and to adults and to pastors that were there. Um, but it was definitely a good experience for us. That night, um, we waited outside of the arena in a very, very hot line. Um, and then we got into the gathering, and it was so good. It was so, so good. Um, unlike Synod Day, worship that was um, in a fairly small room, this was in a huge arena with 30,000 of our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, there's a verse in Matthew, Matthew 18:20, that it says, Where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. There were quite a few more than two or three of us there that night, and God was definitely in that arena with us. At one point, the crowd was prompted to turn on their phone flashlights if they were a child of God. Um, the light from everyone there lit up the dark arena like they had turned the house lights on again. It was so cool. Um, I've never met more at home with any that many people in my life. Um, I mean, where else can you walk up to a random person and talk about how much you both love God? Most of you here today are probably out of high school and are past the ages to attend the youth gathering, but I can't recommend it enough to everyone, even if it's as much as buying a pie next time the youth gathering fundraisers come around. Um, for the next group of kids, we really, really appreciate your support. Um, without the congregation's help, none of this would have been possible. None of us would be able to go. Um, so thank you all so much for allowing us to go on this life-changing trip and learn how God's call, love, grace, and hope changes everything. Thank you. Morning. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Matt Bowler, and I'll be a junior this fall. So first off, I'd like to thank all of you for your support of our experience at the youth gathering. Um, through fundraisers, prayers, and well wishes, we all knew you were helping us um, go to Houston and experience a truly life-changing event. Um, from the moment I first walked in NRG Stadium and experienced the feeling of being surrounded by 30,000 of our brothers and sisters in Christ, like Olivia said, I knew it was really going to change everything for me, both in the way that, in the unforgettable memories made and the way in which I continue to live my life through God. So like Olivia said, on Thursday we had Synod Day, and what I really liked about that was when we marked the sign of the cross on everybody's forehead, that was a really powerful moment for me. I really felt chills, and I could definitely feel the Holy Spirit surrounding us and being in that room with us. Um, so Friday was my favorite day, and I thought it was the most rewarding, and it was definitely the, the hottest. <laughs> Uh, what we did, that was our service learning day. So what we did was took a bus ride from our hotel in downtown, a little bit outside the city, to an urban green space that was about 250 or more acres, and it was called Willow Waterhole. Um, the purpose of that was to provide a floodplain for the city of Houston so that it reduced flooding in times like Hurricane Harvey where there's an abundance of rain. Um, and what we did was we helped prune trees in the different groves that grew along the side of the pass that worked around the ponds. Um, unfortunately, we had to end early because there was a heat advisory in our area, but I definitely wanted to keep working. Um, it really made me appreciate what goes into maintaining a park like that, and of that size, it, it really took a lot of us to make even a small dent in it, but what we did was it really helped overall in the grand scheme of things. And it also made me appreciate the, all the parks that we have in Westerville and around in our surrounding community. Like I never really thought about what all our parks do for us and what we can do for our parks. So it really made me appreciate our parks to a greater extent. It also helped me to realize the purpose that God has for everything. In the park, the purpose is to reduce the flooding in the area of Houston and provide a beautiful scenery for people who want to um, enjoy the great outdoors in a concrete city. But I realized that God has a purpose for all of us. 
And even in the little things that we do, pruning trees, for example, like we did, um, God was using us to fulfill his greater purpose. And I really felt that through what we did. Um, Also, the theme that day was God's grace changes everything. And I really realized that that theme was shown through the grace that God has already given us and that we can be empowered to go out in our community and do little things that we can and serve others. So the whole day really inspired me to go out in our community and see what we can do to help each other, help those who are in need, and help the overall community. And I really thought the speakers were great that night, but I'm sure Cam can tell you a little bit more about that. Thank you. Hi, my name is Cameron Drake. I will be a sophomore in the fall. And uh, basically each night we uh, had a mass gathering. And as you see these blocks up here, it says grace, love, and hope changes everything. Uh, My favorite was hope. Um, And we just sang about um, we have to have hope for the hopeless in order to have hope you have to have faith in order to have them like to, to succeed um, thank you guys for funding us on this trip um, it was definitely a lifetime experience for me and for the 9 10 Pastor Rebecca I guess and Pastor John <laughs> <laughs> up there to have a uh, great trip uh, Matthew will tell you his experience next I am Matthew Longfellow. Um, I'm going to be a freshman at Capital University in the fall. Um, And this was my second youth gathering. Um, And going a second time was kind of a unique experience. Um, Last week in Houston, that was one of the best weeks of my life. Um, And so so was Detroit as well. Um, Wherever you go, there's people, they're kind and they're helpful and there's this positive sense and there's, you know, thousand, you know, 30,000 people um, that all share your faith and that's, that's a really cool and powerful experience. Um, I remember first time, especially I was really awestruck by that um, and I was this time too, but I also, um, having been to a gathering and then coming back from a gathering and going back to normal life, um, was looking to get a little more out of this and um, really wanted to see how we could sort of continue continue that spirit of the gathering into our daily lives and being kind to people and treating people the way that we treated them there. Um, and in her sermon on Sunday, um, Bishop Eaton um, acknowledges and she said, you know, even though there's only a few Lutherans here instead of an overwhelming stadium full of them. Um, we still need to keep the hope and um, keep the kindness that we um, had there. Um, so that, that that really is what impacted me quite a bit was trying to continue and um, keep that going. Um, so I'll end with this. Uh, Monday night, I remember... Um, we had just gotten back. I was kind of disappointed that there wouldn't be another mass gathering that night. But then I remembered that we kind of have one every Sunday here. It's um, There's not rock bands and thousands of Minnesotans, but um, <laughs> I'm convinced that was about half the stadium. Um, uh, but 
we still share fellowship and share our faith. Um, so that sort of also gave me a new, new outlook on our weekly church as well. So um, I'll hand it off to Trevor to speak a little bit more about uh, some of the impact the gathering had. Hello, uh, I'm Trevor Long. I just graduated high school from Westville North, and I'm going to be attending uh, Bowling Green State University to study criminal justice. This is uh, also my second gathering. I went to Detroit three years ago. Um, so this being my second gathering, I kind of had an idea of what was going to happen, the mass gatherings, the speakers, the impact that I was going to have. So I wanted to focus on something else. I wanted to focus on myself growing in faith, and I wanted to help my group grow in their faith as well. Um, and previously, uh, the week before we left, I was on the trip with ASP, and the main focus there was God's call. And we talked about it amongst ourselves in the group, and I said that, you know, I haven't really felt God's call yet, or I've been too oblivious to notice it. And that all changed the first night of mass gathering that Cameron was talking about where we had a speaker by the name of Brian Johnson come in. He was a lawyer and he said the opposite of poverty is justice and that made me stop and think for a little bit about what I wanted to do with my life and then that's when I felt the presence of God calling me and reassuring that this is what I really want to do. I really want to go into criminal justice. I really want to help the people that don't have a voice and it was just a feeling that I will never forget, and um, I made sure I shared it with all my, my group members in a thing called Final 15, where after the mass gathering, we all meet up together. We would all rush into Carol's room and uh, write you guys the postcards and write our emails, and uh, we'd talk about that night and that day and what we experienced, and that's when I saw all of us growing in faith together. We all shared ideas of how we felt. And we all kind of realize that we're the next group that's going to have to change the world. We're the ones that need to step up and talk about things that aren't being talked about right now. And every night we would talk about something along those lines, and how the speakers and how the day really impacted us. And I couldn't have asked for anything better. I got way more out of that whole trip than what I expected to. And uh, I wanted to thank my group, and I want to thank all you guys for being able to send all of us there so we could all experience what we did. Um, so now I'm going to pass it on to Pastor John. He's going to wrap everything up for us. Well, you know, you give a pastor a minute, we take 12. You want to hold me to that? Okay. To 12. All right. So first of all, thank you very much for your love, your support, your prayers, your concerns. You have so much to be proud of. These young people are absolutely amazing. I, I tell you, um, just listening to them speak for the third time today, yes, it was different each time. <laughs> Welcome to our life. Um, watching as I handed them a computer and one of them would type an email to send out as we sent Houston updates and reading their content and going, wow. Um, I saw from 
the excitement of getting on an airplane and for most of them not knowing what to expect to being ecstatic about what was going on and growing in faith. They made my job really, really easy and Carol Rackley's job easy on our final 15s. We didn't have to push questions because they were already asking the deep thought, thoughted questions and talking about what those things meant. An incredible group. You have a lot to be proud of. And you have a lot to be proud of, and it started before we even left. Because, as you know, Pastor Rebecca went to the table, and they were in need of communion bread that was allergen-free. And, of course, we have communion bread that is peanut, tree nut, gluten, dairy-free. That that bread was used at the table and is now that recipe is now going to the ELCA to be the official bread for the youth gathering. Because the bread that was provided for us at the gathering was not gluten-free and they had three stations for 31,000 people if you needed gluten-free and if you had any kind of other allergies, so sorry, no communion because it was in tinction and the bread was being dipped... <laughs> And so, St. Paul Lutheran Church of Westerville, Ohio, you have a lot to be proud of. We have to have a little gospel because that's what we do, right? And our reading today was the appointed gospel text for today. It was the closing gospel text of, of the gathering. And the... And the kids learned, and we all learned, that as the woman who had the hemorrhage touched Jesus, first of all, she would have been an outcast. She would have been unclean. And if she touched you, you too were unclean. And so Jesus, feeling power pulled from him, wanted to know what. And of course the disciples said, you're in the midst of 31,000 people. How do you know who touched you? as the kids were clipping paper clothespins on everybody that said St. Paul Lutheran Church Westerville. And he turned to the woman and said what? Your faith has made you well. Friends in Christ, I want you to remember that no matter what's going on in your life right now, the good, the bad, the unfortunate, the things that are, you are struggling with, there is a word for that, as we heard. It's grace. Our theme was from Ephesians 2.8, For by grace you have been saved through faith. It is not of your own doing. It is the gift from God. And so each day we focused on the theme, This changes everything and changed the word to grace, love, and hope. These boxes actually were at the youth gathering at the at the. Um, closing worship service. And on Sunday, it was Jesus changes everything. Think about that. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And Jesus changes everything. So that we have the promise and the gift of new life. 
in the midst of no matter who you are or what you are and how you are falling apart because you're going to the doctor and you're tired of and you're told that you can't eat all the things that you want to eat and all those other things, Jesus changes everything for us. And I'm so proud of these young people who are wanting to continue that, that excitement and they want to carry that excitement out and they want to go out in our world and they want to make sure that we continue to make sure we change everything so that all people can come to know of the promise and the love of God through Jesus Christ. And so I invite you. I invite you to join these young people in going into the world to tackle the tough, the tough issues of life and to remember that indeed this does change everything because of the promise of God's love through Jesus Christ. Thank you for trusting these young people to us. Thank you for sending them and welcoming them home. And thank you for joining us in the mission of God in this world. Amen.